Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And this is the way the world ends, this is the way the world ends, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with anime. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, we had a bit of a hectic week last week, I'd like to think. I, I would agree, but I think it was I think it was good for both of us. I think I think it was good for both of us. I think there was a lot of learning, there was a lot of good communication. We worked through a lot of our issues and cause several more that's going to take at least a year's worth of therapy for me to work through <laughs> uh, don't worry it'll be more than a year as we continue <laughs> <laughs> oh god what have i gotten myself into what have you gotten yourself into oh yes because you are the victim of the podcast i mean sometimes Oh, yes, approximately one out of every maybe ten times you are uncomfortable and the victim. But quite frankly, Remington, when you throw shade, you don't just throw shade, you frickin' bring the skies of darkness down upon my poor, weary body. <laughs> when I get the chance, I gotta make it count. And make it count you do to disastrous effects sometimes. Like, I practically had a breakdown, man. I needed I needed time to think. I needed time to recover. I sat in a bath and I ate chips for like three hours because I was that exhausted. <laughs> but now we work through our differences, so there's no need to attack each other or to fight or to show each other terrible anime. We can just move forward and we can just watch good things that I will love and nothing else. Well, Remington, it's got to be said, I need a fucking treat after last week. Oh, so we're going to watch something that you really like that hopefully isn't shonen. Eh, I wouldn't call it shonen. That means it's shonen, fuck. <laughs> I mean, of course it uses shonen elements, but honestly, Remington, so far it's probably my favorite anime of the year, not counting the obvious big shonen show that recently just concluded and I still want a third season even though I'm not sure if the manga has enough room for a third season but that's fine I want it anyways you all know what I'm talking about and oh my god it's such a good show we'll cover it eventually I promise but oh my god it's so good but we're not talking about that show today we're talking about a show that from day one of watching it I was enamored and it's just so good it's wholesome as well as cancer curing in a lot of ways I feel you know wholesome and cancer curing are two things that I often look for in media uh, and I feel like we should specify this probably is not a medical diagnosis on our parts. No, no, we are not medical professionals. Well, technically I'm a medical professional, but not really. It's gray line. <laughs> Nonetheless, it probably won't cure your cancer. So this is not, an anime podcast is not the proper alternative medicine. Just stick with your proper doctor bullshit. Yeah, no, if you're taking medical advice from a podcast where a weeb tries to talk to someone who's not a weeb, then you really <laughs> need to reevaluate your situations because there are much better podcasts for that. There, there are some priorities that you have missed and misaligned. Yeah, like, what do you want us to say at this point? Vaccinate your kids? Duh! <laughs> I w Yo, I'm not gonna go there. Continuing. <laughs> 
Oh my god, because yeah, vaccinate your kids. Go to a real doctor. Stop doing essential oils because that is bullshit. <laughs> but then how will I cure the weeb, Sean? You can't cure the weeb. After all, it's not a sickness. It's a condition. I don't know. It's pretty fucking plague-like. <laughs> anyway, so it's wholesome, which is a really good sign. I do like me some wholesome media. Now, you're going to find this to be a bit of a strange combination of a show, Remington. I'll tell you right now from the outset, it's a romantic comedy. Okay, a little bit of an oof, but that can work sometimes. I think it's your kind of romantic comedy, though. Ooh, how exciting. That means that it's going to actually have characters who are valuable and not shit. They are. In fact, so much so that the whole show is about them trying to get the other to fall in love with them. Is this fucking revisited, Sean? It is not. Okay! Okay! We've been doing a lot of revisited lately, so I wanted to give myself a treat of something that is new. Okay, I was eyeballing you. I thought you were gonna try and change another one of my opinions, but this time about Toradora. Mm, no, not yet. I am thinking about that, though, because you're still fucking wrong on that, you piece of garbage. And nope, not going to get into that right now. <laughs> this is my decompressing, relaxing episode. This is my chill episode. This is the episode where I get to talk about something that is truly entertaining, truly special, and truly fantastic, and not have to think about all of your horribly wrong opinions that make me want to kill you. Unless I hate it. Oh, if you hate it, then I will kill you by the end of this episode. <laughs> you won't make it to episode 52. You will be dead. <laughs> this will be the last one. All right. So we got something very wholesome. It's a romantic comedy. Both of them are just trying to... It's pretty standard. So... Uh... This anime is called simply Kaguya-sama Love is War. Love is War. Oh, okay. That hopefully isn't literal. Uh, it is pretty literal, but not literal in the sense that there's going to be lots of blood and violence. Well, there's a there's quite a bit of violence and oh, well, a little blood, not too much. Uh What the fuck is this? It's a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> What, Remington, do you not like to have blood and violence in your romantic comedies? Yeah, you, you know my favorite romantic comedy was happening during the War of 1812. Oh, boy. So adorable. <laughs> you know, I really think that the best Moe Slice of Life show was Rambo First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just understand what you mean. I just wanted a cheeseburger. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen Rambo, that whole movie could have been avoided if they would just let the guy go in and get a cheeseburger. <laughs> I have not seen Rambo, so I don't understand. Look, man, when we do our eventual movie spinoff version of this podcast, I'll show you Rambo First Blood, and it's just going to be a bunch of mindless violence, and then you realize at the end, if that guy wasn't a dick and just let him go get a cheeseburger, this wouldn't have happened. People would be alive. All right, so we're watching Weeby Heartfelt Rambo. Actually, it has really little to do with Rambo. Okay, so we're watching... I just wanted to talk about Rambo. <laughs> you always do, Sean. You never shut up about it. I just can't understand. I like my, my cheesy 80s fix, you know? All right, so Love is War. What war is it, I guess, is a reasonable question to ask. Love. Okay, so it is just love. Okay. Okay, so it's not an actual, it's not like a war between nations, just to clarify. No, no, no. It's a love between two people. A war between two people, more specifically. It's love and is war. War is love. Love is war. The whole concept of this show, Remington, is a brilliant fucking concept. I'll take your word for it for now, because I don't understand. The concept of this show is when love is involved, there's a person who is being confessed to. Is that correct, usually? That's how most relationships start? Yeah, yeah. Somebody is expressing their feelings to somebody else. Well, you know what you have to say about that person who's confessing? Is, is it that they lose? They are a fucking loser. 
as soon as you confess to that significant other or that potential significant other, you immediately put yourself on a lower rung of the ladder, and that person you've confessed to has all of the power and will dominate and rule over you, and you will have no options. What red pill MGTOW bullshit is this? (laughs) (laughs) That, my friend, is the concept of this show. The idea that whoever confesses first loses. And what better way to make this in a fantastic show than having two Sundarays fall in love with each other? Yeah, I was right about to say it is just Sundaray the anime, and okay, that does present some potential difficulties that are going off in my brain right now, Sean. Well, the beauty of this show, Remington, is I'm going to make a comparison. One of your styles of comparisons, I'd say. This is going to be every romantic comedy anime out there, except for one factor. It's going to be combined with Death Note. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm so tilted right now. I don't understand. Because that is not what I was expecting. I know. Because what makes this show really amazing is that it's a series of battles between the two main characters. And like a comedy show, it's split off into segments, as you'd imagine. And at the end of every segment, there's either a winner or a loser. And there's a predetermined goal at the beginning of every segment. Because with the ultimate goal of trying to get the other one to fall in love and confess. Because the two main characters are the most prideful, prideful tsundere's out there. Okay, so it's basically they're playing a whole lot of games to see who expresses their love to one another. Exactly, mind games. And the contrast between the two characters, because while they are both tsundere's, they are also different characters, and you can actually see why they would find the other one attractive, but at the same time, you understand perfectly why it's not a simple, why don't they just fuck already scenario, because that's kind of the most obnoxious scenario in any romance show. Yeah, let me present the two major pitfalls that I see this show risking falling into. Number one, with the comparison to Death Note, then I imagine, one, the games are going to have to be well-established and decently interesting to see, and also with that, They need to be well thought out and well done. Not only the games, but the characters within the games. We gotta see those motivations and the thought processes. Otherwise, it's going to end up what many people trying to do Death Note have failed miserably. This show is the romantic potato chip scene of Death Note. Oh my, okay, okay, liking it, I'm liking it. Because every scenario in this show is a very common everyday scenario when it comes to young romance. Oh, I've got movie tickets. I want to ask this person out. How do I get this person to ask me out? Or how does this person ask the other person out type of thing? But then they just blow it out of proportion by making it needlessly complicated with different plans and tactics to try and get the other person to back themselves into a corner so that they lose this fight. Okay, and I think that is actually a decently interesting idea, and if done well, I think I might like it, but there's another pitfall that it may fall into. Let's face it, when it comes to dares, sundares are the least interesting, most tropey, least motivated type of dares. 
Ere, and they are the most frustrating nine times out of ten because they don't have characters. Their whole character is, I am Sundere. This whole show is about their motivations, Remington. Okay. And their motivations to uh, get the other person to confess, and all the while, while you're watching the show, you actually actively see them get closer, even though they themselves probably wouldn't acknowledge that fact. Because at the very beginning, they start off as just prideful, Ho oh, ho, I would never date someone like that, but if he was to confess to me, I might take pity on him. And back and forth, that's basically where they start, and as it goes on, it's more like, I want to make this person confess to me, and it's the most important thing in my life, and I will have it. But when in actually, actuality, they're just smitten with each other, and it is, one, adorable, and two, fucking hilarious some of the scenarios they get set up in. Okay, so at this point, I am very, very optimistic which is not a good emotion for me to feel on the podcast because when I get optimistic, bad shit happens. When I got optimistic, here you're going to say, it's real adorable, they join together, it's all these sort of games. Oh, by the way, they're brother and sister. Or by the way, they're going to be sexy teens or some bullshit like this where I'm going to hate myself and then you're going to be like, aha, I got you. Fuck you, Remington. And I'm going to be like, damn, I thought there was good in this world, but I have yet again been proven wrong. I have told you the truth since the beginning. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. I love this show, and it, I I needed a break from last week, because last week took a lot out of me to research. I'll tell you that right now. Well, if that's true, then that means for two weeks in a row, I just get good anime. And then the previous week, I didn't have to watch any. This is going great. For now. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'll allow me to explain a bit more about the characters themselves because it is a character-driven show, as you might imagine. Of course, like the overall concept of fighting in the ba- battlefield that is love, which I love that, by the way. Just saying, uh, there are two main characters, our two uh, romantic interests that you know at some point they're probably gonna end up together. But my God, the pace is so slow because Sundares are the last thing you'd expect to have any kind of romantic progress with, or uh, or rather, I should say, the Sundere rarely initiates. Yeah, they rarely are the one making the progress. But when you have two Sundares actively trying to make the other initiate, it leads to some comedic situations. Uh, You have the two main characters. The first character is the guy. His name is Miyuki Shirogane. What's the short version of that? Shirogane. All right, Shirogane. Or you could just call him- Shinigami. (laughs) Shinigami. Yes, he is the Ryuk of this show. No, he's not. He's not. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, no, uh, uh, Shirogane uh, is the student council president. Okay, so then the other one is going to be the more loner, fuck everyone type. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, okay. No, Shirogane is the student council president who is really freaking poor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He is kind of your prime example of someone who has gotten status through hard work and and effort. He is at the top of his year and he is a diligent worker and is usually pretty decent in most academic and logistical situations, which of course got him the presidency. Well, props to the homeboy. Good on him. Mm-hmm. And then you have the vice president, the girl of this duo. Uh, her name, and who also shares the title of the anime, is Kaguya Shinomiya. Kaguya. Kaguya, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is a member of the Shinomiya family, which is a conglomerate of major business tycoons in this world. Uh, so much so that her family's net worth is like uh, 130 billion yen or something like that. That means nothing to me, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> 
130 billion yeah let me just put it to you this twenty dollars on the road i don't know man let me put it to you this way essentially money is never going to be an issue for her yeah she is the heiress to one of the richest companies in japan essentially that has its fingers in just about as many pies as you'd imagine and is the very calm like elegant demeanored heiress and is the vice president to the uh student council all right, so it's the equivalent of having a broke-ass bitch, so like us. Yes. Then with Ivanka Trump. This is a weird pairing we've gotten Ooh, here, but don't, let's... don't, don't compare it. Let's uh, delve oh. forward. Kagi, oh, God. Kagi is actually... <laughs> s- <laughs> All right, so she's wealthy, but maybe she, like, isn't interested in her wealth or something like that? It's more like she's the naive rich girl. Oh, okay. But with a severe elegance to her. Uh, and for the love of God, do not compare Kaguya to freaking anything related to Trump. <laughs> And the thing these two share in common is that they're both really fucking smart, but their wisdom score is in the toilet. Hey, I understand that. (laughs) Yeah, because Kaguya-sama has natural talent for everything, whereas Shirogane works for everything, so you got that parallel. You got the rich and the poor parallel. It's the opposites attract kind of thing, but where they share in common is their mind quality. Okay, that that's really interesting to watch, and I like intelligent characters, which especially in romantic comedies is rare. Mm-hmm. And their stupidity, they're so smart, they're stupid, is the issue. Yeah, they're so smart, but they're also so far deep into their own heads that they can't make the good decision. They have to make their decision. Yes, and their methodologies of getting out of situations and making the other lose, and the conflict between these two very different yet very similar people leads to some outrageous situations in comedy, which is the strong point of the show. But the really strong point of the show that adds all of the character and color to this show are the two side characters as well. Okay, good side characters. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. You have the treasurer, whose name is um, is Chika Fugayashi. All right, good old Chika. She is a dairy dairy to the extreme. I love me some dairy dairy. Yeah, she and she's not dumb per se. She's just very, she's higher on the wisdom than she is on the intelligence scale but she is very intelligent in her own right and she is the element of chaos that gets thrown into every episode of this show because they these two plotting and conniving people have no idea how to react when the chaos of chica shows up i love it 10 out of 10 and it's fantastic and chica is probably one of my favorite characters in the show and she has one of the cutest uh moments in the entire show well several cute moments she's great she's wonderful you'll like is she on a side or is she just an important side character are we doing things torador style she's an important side character and it's very she's the chaos element like i said so she's in the middle yeah okay and who's the other side character and the other one is the treasurer uh yu ishigami okay so two treasurers oh did i call uh fujiwara the treasurer i meant to say she's the secretary god damn it Sean. i'm sorry we rely on you for the facts look i was so enamored with the show that i forgot their roles and their roles make a lot more sense than the thing i just thought treasurer 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 and then i just kept thinking about chica because i love chica okay so he is the treasurer. And he is he is your quiet, awkward, nerdy otaku type character who also adds a bit of chaos to the mix by being generally a creepy guy and awkward and horrible in a lot of ways. But his type of chaos is the exact opposite brand of chaos than uh, uh, Chica's is, which is very fantastic. The only downside is, is he, he doesn't actually come into the picture until about episode six. Ah, so we will not be seeing him. Yeah, not this run through, unfortunately, unless you like the show enough you want 
you want to keep watching more. But I'm not using my rule on this one because it's only a 13-episode show as we speak. It did just barely finish. And uh, there's room for a second season, and I want a second season, but we'll remain to be seen if we'll get it. But for now, just a couple episodes we'll do, and we'll get some of the really top-tier co comedy that can be spawned from this type of show. And I hope you like it, because if you don't, I might actually kill you. I think that as we head into watching it, the number one thing that I'm going to need to see, because it is a romantic comedy, because it is character-focused, because it has it has those games, and it's all about trying to outwit your opponent, this needs to be very thought out and self-aware. And if it fails on either of those fronts, then it may come crumbling down. That being said, right now I'm pretty optimistic. As you should be. Easily, it's my best anime of the year other than the obvious one. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh man, it's good. Another day, though. And by the way, this anime was recommended to us by three lovely people, Hayden, Angela, and Hugh. I assume that's Hugh. I will go with you, and if it's not, I am so goddamn sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, thanks for recommending it. We really appreciate it. Gucci. Let's go watch some Kaguya-sama Love is War. Yoi, yoi, Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the latest and greatest comedy uh, from A1 Pictures known as Kaguya-sama Love is War. Remington, how you feeling, bud? I'm, I'm feeling pretty decent. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, because if you had hated this show with a burning passion like you have so many of my favorite shows... I don't know what I'd do with you, Remington. That might have been my breaking point. Uh, no, I, I think that this is a very, very well done show. Oh, fantastic. Thank God. I'm sure you have plenty of problems with it, as you do with everything, because you hate fun. But aside from that, I'm glad you enjoyed the show, man. Yeah, I would say my thesis statement on this show is that it quite possibly is the best show and the most fitting for me that I haven't liked. What? Phenomenal, ridiculously amazing, totally my style. I didn't enjoy it. Okay, now I am upset. Remington, what the <laughs> hell? Hey, I said it was the the best that I haven't liked. I think that's a real good compliment. I don't, it, it feels like you just put on a, a metal glove, put spikes on the back of the hand, hit me over the side of the head, and that was your compliment. <laughs> It's amazingly well done, and I didn't enjoy it. Oh, or at my. least not that much. It had amazing moments. I just don't want to watch more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Remington. <laughs> it was incredible. Totally my style of show. Don't really want to watch it. But I... Uh, what? <laughs> The show was amazing, yep. but you don't like it. Nah. Remington, you do realize the conflict with what you're saying, right? I, I do recognize that. However, I think that there are some decent reasons for my beliefs, but let, let's jump in. Let's analyze things a little bit further, and maybe we will elucidate my position a little bit more. I would hope so, because right now I am confused and terrified. <laughs> Much like you are before we watch any show. Yep, yeah, that's fair. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, 
so this show is well done. What makes you think this is a well done program? Uh, the fact that it is so well thought out in all of its little details. It references so many different types of media, so many tropes. I, it had a very unique vibe in that way, similar to previous things we've seen that reference all sorts of stuff in that very clever, well-thought-out way. I would make a comparison, but I promised that I wouldn't last time. I think that it is very visually fascinating, very interesting. I think the reactions are great. It's clever and well-thought-out with its humor. I think that a lot of the jokes really are enjoyable. I think that it is quite enjoyable satire in so many ways. I will allow you to make the reference you wanted to make because they actually did directly reference it in the show. Umaru-chan! Not only did they reference Umaru-chan, but also in the way that it touches on other media, very Umaru-chan-like. <laughs> which is a fair assessment, but that's like the exact recipe you need for something that you would enjoy, Remington. I completely agree. So why didn't you like it? Well, we'll, we'll get into that as we, as we explore some of the more in-depth qualities because there are definitely some issues that I had with the show that I think prevented me from enjoying it as much as I thought I was going to. Oh my god. Alright, okay, let's break it down then. Uh, this is a character-driven show, as we are all too much aware about. It's about the four main characters of the student council and primarily the president and vice president and their competition of romance, their war, if you will. What are your thoughts on the two main characters then? Uh, I thought they were both fun. They played their roles well. And they didn't have strong characters, unfortunately. They were pretty, pretty nondescript. Which isn't to say that they didn't make very bold decisions for their characters. They certainly did. Unfortunately, and this applies to all characters, uh, and the other character more so than these two, but they are hyper-malleable characters, which is good for comedy because you're able to do whatever you would like with them, but it's difficult because it means that you can't, you can't place them into a certain type of character. You can't say, this is who they are. You can give them tendencies, but at its core, they're both just tsundere's, and they're tsundere's who can have almost any personality trait that they want to ascribe on them in the moment. And once they've ascribed it to them, then they might have a tendency towards acting that way more, but there were plenty of times that they acted contrary to ways they have behaved previously, and there's not much rhyme or reason based in how they act besides the Sundere focuses. Remington, you do realize that their characters and their growth as characters is the whole show, right? And I think this may lead into one of the reasons, and the main reason more so, that it didn't quite click for me. Because Love is War, I wanted it to be more of a rom-com when it turned out to be more of a com about rom. And that it plays a part in both the characters and how it goes about telling the story that it tells. It has great comedic moments that it does explore very well, but ultimately, I think the romance element wasn't done very well in what we saw, and it started to be picked up at the end of the five episodes, but overall what we saw, it just wasn't a great element. It was about romance, but it didn't have the romantic qualities. Okay, I heavily disagree with you on this. 
Because as someone who has watched this show multiple times for, you know, research purposes, as well as the fact that I just adore the show with a burning passion, romance is the main focus of the show. Obviously, the comedy is where the show really shines, but the romantic elements and the growth of the characters themselves makes the show really entertaining and very personal to a lot of people, including myself. I love watching uh, Shirogane and Kaguya uh, get closer and grow as people because at the very beginning of the show they're very locked into their sundere, himedere, you know, superiority style personalities but as you sh watch the show more and more they soften up, show a bit more of the dere side to the point where it's hilarious and adorable and by the end of the entire series they're basically very different from when they started and I think that's good character development. And what you're saying is you think they're just malleable blank slates? Yeah, because at multiple times, their behaviors weren't based in who they were. It was based on whatever the joke of the moment was, which once again is fine for something, for example, like Nietzsche Joe we saw. Those are characters who, yeah, they have character traits, but they're also very adaptable and flexible for whatever the situation happens to call for. And that trait plays a part here. And you talked about character development, but the biggest character development we saw was yada yada over at the very beginning. The bit that I was possibly most fascinated in seeing when we started was that change between, oh, I suppose if they asked me, I might consider it, to actually falling and caring for the other person. And that was literally just a 10 second transition where they said, and it happened, which once again is fine for what the show is, but it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. When the vast majority of character development happens in the first episode in 10 seconds that we don't get to witness in any way, that was a little bit disappointing. And I think that while it is fine for the comedic elements, for the romantic elements, that is a downside. That is a negative. And we haven't seen much growth despite seeing it for hours. And that leads to possibly my biggest problem with the show. There are so few consequences, so few stakes for anything that happens, which is fine for the satirical elements of it. It's fine for the jokes that it wants to tell. But for a romance, it's just not. It is a comedy with a setting of romance because it took until the most recent episode for there to be any consequences for literally anything that has happened thus far. Yeah, the games are played, but you don't see any results. This person wins. Sure. That person loses. Okay. Ha ha. It's a tie because something happened. Fine. But none of it means anything because they don't develop any of it into anything. And that ultimately leads to an unsatisfying conclusion if you're looking for that emotional depth, which once again, isn't what you need. And so far, it isn't what the show is going for, though it has started to hint at it. It's just what I wanted. And I will say, as the show progresses, and more so the manga, which again, the manga does not matter for an anime adaptation, that much is true. And as someone who has read the manga, because I had a hard time waiting week to week for each episode, that period you're talking about, uh, the six month period, there's maybe two chapters of the manga that are included that just weren't put into the anime. The shock value of dropping that yada yada, as you called it, in their character development was just a genuinely time-saving uh, motif to really drop 
drop a comedic bomb on people. Yes, it was used as a joke primarily, and I'm fine with that joke. And that's exactly the point. It's fine because it's focusing on the humor instead of the romance, which solidifies my point. It is a comedy about romance, but that doesn't mean that it is a romance. Uh, but it is, Remington. And though you say that it just starts to be romantic at the end of the fifth episode, that's where the more serious stuff starts. But throughout the show, at least one segment had a very specific point of character growth for the person or an insight into whether or not, or uh, an insight to who they are as a person and the things that they want and the things that they, des they desire and their methodologies. And as the show progresses uh, from six onwards, there's even more and more character growth growth and by the end of the season there it leaves on a very honestly good dramatic moment that is quite frankly super diabetes inducing adorable and the romance quality of it while simple is just what you need if you need a pick-me-up for the day and i think this also leads into something that i noticed at the end it gets far more interesting the further it moves from its initial premise the initial premise of these death note like games that are over analyzed and it's one versus the other and it's these two who obviously love each other and they're trying not to show it that very quickly got very repetitive and I think that it knew that because in the most recent episodes it started not doing them against each other but started just telling a story and that is good, but it then starts to lose what makes it unique or at least gets further. And it's still trying to put in that competitive element, but let's face it, it's just not what it began as, nor what its initial premise was, which once again is fine, but there seems to be an identity crisis or trying to figure out exactly what it is as it goes along. And once again, every step of the way is totally fine, totally good, totally well done. It's just that initially it seems to have focused on the comedic elements, but it realized that its previous format wasn't very conducive to telling the story that it wanted to, and that created a bit of a weird transition. The thing is, Remington, I think the show knows exactly what it's doing all of the time, uh, to the point where as the show and manga progresses, they balance out the serious consequential moments with the inconsequential funny moments quite well, uh, to the point where I'm very invested in the characters, I want to see them succeed, I'm frustrated when they fail, and I am always curious as to what happens next. Even if it's an inconsequential comedy moment, or a series of gags leading up to an ultimate punchline that is just hilarious but doesn't do much for the story, overall I think this is a very self-aware, balanced show. And I suppose that's one of the issues that I have with it, is that I'm not interested in what happens next, and so far one of the the biggest reasons is the main conceit of the show is the different games that these two play against one another in this social world and it has a really good job of specifying these little things that we all have thought of or considered and elucidating them in a really clever or interesting or over-the-top way the problem is none of these games have meant anything so far and they have either been wildly predictable in what was going to happen 
happen or in the few cases where you are sincerely wondering who's gonna break what's going to happen then you just get deus ex chica and she just shows up and ruins the game completely and it's usually a fine moment but it once again reduces those consequences because oh no whenever it's going to be a real difficult moment or they can't figure out what they're going to do next just introduce chica you do not dare insult chica on this show damn it i have chica as the single best character written on this sheet but also even though she's my favorite character she's also just not a good character oh my god how could you she i love her she's the most adorable the most fun the most interesting possibly my favorite part of the show however her character is just cute girl who does literally anything that they need her to. Cute girl who adds humor. And that humor can be added through literally anything. Oh, she's going to have this character trait. She's going to have that character trait. Fuck it, this would be funny. And that, that creates great humor. It does not create a great character. It's a character I enjoy seeing, but it is, at its core, random cute girl who's whatever joke we need her to be in the episode. Oof, okay. I might have a bias towards her considering I've seen the whole show and I'm almost caught up in the manga. I have so much anime I need to review. I rarely have time for myself these days. Dramatic sigh. But Chica is amazing. What is the matter with you? She can be a great character. She has great emotional moments sometimes, as well as the fact that she's not just a random character. She is a Genki girl, obviously, and that's the core, and everything surrounding her is what makes her her specific character. She has an interest in the creepy occult, as well as the games themselves, even though she is very rarely aware that she's playing games with them. Yes, and she's shown to be hyper-aware of everyone's feelings, while at the same time being completely oblivious. She's shown to love everything adorable and everything creepy. She's shown to be very astute and very helpful, while also ruining everything at the worst moments. She is shown to have all qualities at all times whenever it needs to be relevant. Once again, I think that she brings the most entertainment value into the show. However, that does not mean she's a good character. She has no depth, even though she has many qualities, because they don't make decisions about her. She is my problem with the two main protagonists up to the nth degree, and I think that once again, it is fine for the satirical purposes, but it creates difficulty when you want me to invest in the characters, because I've mentioned this before, if I'm getting invested, then I need to be able to understand people's characters, motivations, relationships, and these motivations, they sometimes make a lot of sense, but other times they're just to tell a joke, and when there are no consequences the vast majority of the time, or when I can't predict the rules of whatever is going on, or when it just shows that it's going to do whatever it would like, then it's not going to be a strong romance, it's going to be down that Nietzsche Joe type of line, which is totally fine. It can be enjoyable. However, it just makes it an inadequate romance. But that's ultimately, now we've talked a little bit too much about this specific note, let's move on to another point, shall we? I could argue this point for hours, but I don't think we'll get any 
anywhere. I feel like this is going to be one of those ones where you and I just disagree, Remington. So what other problems do you have with this show that you say is good, but at the same time, hate? Well, before we get into another problem, I want to at least say another good thing. The talking weed was great. That was a beautiful weed. I loved the weed. All right, continuing on. That's all you have to say that was good? I'm, that's just a thing that's good. I was just mentioning a thing. It's not the only thing. God damn. <laughs> that's the first thing you think of to compliment with the show? I complimented plenty of things at the very beginning. I didn't mention the weed. I thought I would mention the weed. You hurt me sometimes, Remington. The weed was great. I can't even give flattery without being accosted. Anyway, I think one of the important things for me is a comparison of this to Citrus. Oh, no. Let me explain. <laughs> uh, I would hope so, because that's a controversial episode for us as well as a controversial anime for a lot of people. So Citrus, I think, went the opposite road to get to a similar place. It, by all accounts, was something I should have absolutely despised, but ended up having a lot of qualities that I enjoyed, even though I thought that it was ultimately critically flawed. I think that Love is War has a similar inkling in my mind where it has some of the best self-awareness and ideas. However, there are just some major flaws that prevent me from ultimately enjoying it as much as I potentially could have. And so, because of that lack of consequences, because the games were rarely clearly defined and they weren't as well thought out or well motivated as I hoped they would, especially with the comparisons to Death Note, and especially with all the Deus Ex Chica, I think that it started out as fun satire that was ultimately meaningless and repeated the same message quite a bit. In the past two episodes, it started to grow out of that, and we've actually started to see more of the romance. Though that being said, I'm not rooting for them to get together, largely because it would be wildly unhealthy, largely because they're Sundarays, dear God. And it's really hard for me to root for a Sundaray relationship, even when it seems cute, because it's just so toxic and unhealthy. Oof. So are you saying that people who have Sundare qualities do not deserve to find love, Remington? I'm not saying they don't deserve to find love. I am saying that especially in the tropey way that it is often characterized, the vast majority of Sundares in anime ultimately lead to toxic behavior within a relationship. And those same toxic qualities do appear within the relationship we see in Love is War. That's what I'm saying. That is not to say that people who have tsundere qualities don't deserve love. It's simply to say that when it is overemphasized in the tropey, one-dimensional fashion, or it can get close to that, that it can lead to toxic behaviors. And there are clearly toxic behaviors between our two protagonists here, and I think that would be hard to disagree with. But their toxic qualities are what makes them interesting, Remington. I wasn't saying that it didn't make it interesting. I'm saying that I can't root for them to be together because it's it would ultimately be unhealthy. I'm not saying that it isn't interesting. I'm not saying that it's not enjoyable. I'm not saying that they're not cute together. I'm saying a very specific point that due to their tsundere natures, it's going to be unhealthy and toxic due to the behavior they've currently exhibited. I'm going to disagree with you, Remington. Big shock. 
fuck I know. But I feel like as the show progresses and as these characters progress uh, into its eventual conclusion, which I hope the show, rather the manga does conclude at some point, because far too often have we had long-running manga that just keep going and going and going and going and kind of give us a half-assed ending. Nisekoi. But that's besides the point. I hope that by the end we start to see why they're a good match for each other, aside from the obvious, the fact that they both share very similar toxic qualities and they can help each other improve their dare qualities as well. Which, you know, if you have a similar issue with somebody you're dating, you can work together with that person to make it a more, to make the person more healthy in their relationship as well as to other people. But so far, we have only seen them exacerbate and emphasize those qualities in one another, further emphasizing both of their negative tsundere qualities. It would be as if you had two alcoholics who go out to drink every single damn night. Sure, they can understand each other's issues, but ultimately they can also be wildly unhealthy towards one another. And you've mentioned multiple times, as things progress, as things progress, as things progress, as you are one to do. And, like I've already mentioned, it does seem to be starting to head in the right direction, but based on the two and a half hours that I have seen, it has not indicated that and it has not shown that. So you can say that you disagree for the stuff that isn't there or that I have not seen or the stuff that hasn't even happened yet in the show. That's fine. But my opinions are based on what I've seen because that is the point of the podcast. You can't compare a mental sickness to a character trait, Remington. Yes, you can. No, you cannot. To say your claim was that if two people share an unhealthy behavior, that they can help each other through it. And I pointed out that while that may be true, there are many times where if you share an unhealthy behavior, you can exacerbate that in one another. I used the extreme example of alcoholism, but it could be also antisocial personalities where you don't want to get out into the world and so you interact with one other person and then you both just hermit away from the world because at least you have each other and that, while it isn't always the worst thing in the world can ultimately lead to a lot of negative things. So that would be an example of a single personality trait. Okay, first of all, stop throwing stones at me. (laughs) It hurts. Second, there's a difference between a character trait that devises their personality and their tendencies to interact with others and something as extreme as alcoholism, Remington. I get the idea that sometimes a negative trait uh, being combined with another negative trait can, you know, expand the negative traits. But in this show, they have shown a lot of progress in the first five episodes. I would strongly disagree with that. They are almost at the exact same point that they have had. They have had maybe two moments that they have shown any indication of progress, and they've shown a lot more of staying in the exact same place. And so you can argue, and you can especially look towards where you know it goes in the future, but based on the first five episodes, there just isn't a lot of progress made. Ultimately, they both are wildly tsundere. They both are wildly egotistical. They both want to hide and shove down their emotions, and there have been very brief glimpses into something different, especially in the past two episodes, which I have already acknowledged. However, overall, even though it looks to be changing, it is yet to fully change. Ooh, 
this is going to be one of those anime for me, isn't it? This is going to be one of those anime where I just will keep defending till the day I die and you're going to keep hurting me with it, aren't you? I think I've done a great job of being quite balanced, of pointing out all of the amazing qualities that it has while also pointing out some major flaws, at least for me, from my view. And I'm totally fine if people disagree. I understand why people would like it. I understand how people can enjoy it. I understand that there are a lot of qualities that Love is War does better than the vast majority of other anime. That's why I opened it up with it is quite possibly the single best and most well done anime, especially for me, that I don't enjoy. 30 minutes of negative stuff, one minute of weed boy. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I expressed all of the good stuff, but let's face it, I think most people who are familiar already know it, especially when I am frequently having to re-acknowledge them because you take me out of context or misunderstand what I'm saying. So I think I've made it very clear where this show succeeds and where, in my mind, it doesn't. Oh, man. So it's just going to be one of those shows where we just disagree on Remington, which, believe it or not, doesn't happen as often as you'd think. <laughs> yeah, no, especially on this level, because I totally agree. This is something that, by most accounts, I should enjoy. And ultimately, I am putting it in a, in a category similar to Citrus, where it has some qualities and some merit that are better than many things that we've seen, but it also has quite severe flaws. Now, I would place it above Citrus, but nonetheless, it is quite similar in that way. I guess I can see that, but considering this is probably one of my favorite shows of the of the most recent winter season, I don't think I can ever agree with you on saying it's as shallow as you make it out to be. And that could have to do with the fact that you've watched it multiple times all the way through, so you see all of the depth on multiple levels, especially with hindsight. I acknowledge that, but based on the first five episodes, I don't think it's past the three-episode test for me, and ultimately, it just doesn't excite me to want to watch more at this stage, and it looks like it's getting better, it looks like it's getting deeper and more interesting, and like it's going to start doing that, unfortunately, that's at the price of from the looks of it separating further from its initial premise, which was so captivating, but ultimately so limiting. But nonetheless, it does seem to be going in a decent direction. And I will continue to say that the premise and the story it's telling are perfectly balanced, especially once you do get to the point where I am in the watching of the show. Because this show is adorable, Remington. It's one of my favorite shows to come out this year, and nothing you say or do will be able to change your opinion on that, or change my opinion on that, I should say, because honestly, Remington, this show passed the three-episode test for me in spades. It was a perfect three-episode uh, show for me. At first, I was like you. I wasn't quite certain if I would like this show or not. First two episodes had me laughing quite a bit, but I wasn't sure if I'd find anything that was of value. But the second the third episode started for me and opened with, honestly, a pretty decent and clever joke, I was immediately sold on the series and was excited week to week. And I thought that it had great jokes. I thought that it was really cute. I think that it's self-aware, and I think that it's well thought out and clever. I agree 
on all of those fronts. But you still don't like it. No, and I think it's because so far the characters haven't gone as deep as I would like them to be, and they're too malleable for my liking. There haven't been nearly as many consequences, and the games haven't been as well-defined as I would prefer I wanted there to be more stakes, but so far, and it looks like it is changing, it is not a, a romantic comedy. So far, it's been a comedy with the setting of a romance in a high school. And it should explore the romance more, it should develop the characters further, and I'm fully confident that it will do so. I just don't believe it's done a great job within the first five episodes. Oof. Well, we're going to get some tweets about this episode, that's for certain. People are going to get so angry at me, even though I have been so flattering towards it and been abundantly clear that my problems with it are personal. And there can be people who agree with them, people who disagree. I totally understand. But it is just a great show, and I know that. I am aware. I acknowledge this. But the problem is, Remington, because they're your personal opinions and you're putting them out on the internet, people are going to heavily target you for this one. (laughs) Like, I'm expecting the rage to build up and overflow. People are going to be like, you insulted Chica. This is the year's best waifu and you had to insult her. That's it. You're done. Even though I have also maintained that she was one of the best parts of the show and ridiculously adorable. Don't you know a thing about selective hearing, Remington? (laughs) (laughs) People are going to hear only the negative things you said and are going to ridicule for it. I mean, after all, some of the tweets we've gotten and like emails we've gotten that specifically ridicule you and me have been very selective in their hearing, which I find to be hilarious. I I also agree. I'm very amused, especially when it's anime that we've liked and people are like, Oh, it's good that you guys liked it. However, uh, you you dissed this one lyric in the opening song. How the fuck dare you? It is the most poetic line I've ever heard. And then they just come with brimstone and fire, and it's it's pretty pretty enjoyable overall. We've only really started getting angry tweets and emails within this past month, surprisingly. Which is amazing, to say the least. And I've been enjoying the fuck out of them. I oh, love that's them great. so much. Your hate. <laughs> fuels us but the thing that fuels us the most is the love but as this is a show about love though you disagree is there anything else you have to say about this show that could really maybe help sway some of these selective uh hearers Uh, something positive about the show that you'd like to highlight aside from just weed boy is there anything positive you can say about this show that would maybe convince people to give it a shot at the very least i think that this is one of the most evocative premises of a show and one of the most interesting ideas and it will certainly capture you with its unique style That was very nice, Remington, and very pandering. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're my sincere thoughts, at least. They are. They are. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get some more positivity in our community. But until then, Remington, I have to ask, would you like to go watch some more Kaguya-sama Love is War with me? Despite its merits, Sean, I don't think so. And I am so sorry that you feel that way. But thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our ramblings on the qualities of a rom-com or a com-rom, as Mr. Remington would put it, then please do us the great service of signing on to Apple Podcasts and dropping a review for us. 
or rather just any platform you can think of. We really appreciate it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. We do read every single email, and I have been trying desperately to catch up on responding to them. But we'll catch up eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, I spent like an hour today responding to emails, and if you got an email back, uh, you're welcome. And to the one guy who I accidentally called a girl, I apologize. <laughs> I read all those emails at once. I was typing up one while reading another. It's a mistake any man can make, but he really shouldn't. And I apologize. Uh, but thanks again, guys, so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. 